0: You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Ayers LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Dawn Leary. Welcome to this podcast of articles from Women's Health, a presentation of Ayers LA, Today's article is by Amy Martirana Winderill from the February 2023 edition. Tracker Trend. Health and fitness fanatics are biohacking blood sugar to optimize energy, performance, and more. WH reports on the combo sparking issue. One woman's health-saving device is another woman's Lifestyle tracker? That's the complicated question surrounding the rising interest in glucose monitoring for active, healthy people. As the main sugar found in your blood, glucose is a big deal. It's what gives the cells in your body the oomph they need to function. So it's not surprising that a number of startups are advocating for keeping tabs on this health marker in order to boost energy, optimize workouts, and more, where things get dicey. With the mainstream attention on glucose comes the promotion of continuous glucose monitor devices, making them seem as if they're any old trendy tool. But experts and those with diabetes have thoughts about the idea of watching blood sugar fluctuations around the clock when you're generally healthy and doing it with tech that other patients really need to live. The questions. How important is understanding glucose as part of the bigger picture of your health, really? And when, if ever, do CGMs make sense if you don't have some kind of diagnosis? Hey, we wouldn't have a proper trend on our hands without a healthy dose of skepticism and a whole lot of cues to accompany it. However, much you know or don't about this topic, chances are you've forgotten key deets from bioclass about this life-sustaining molecule. We've got the spark notes for you. The scoop. When you eat or drink something that contains carbohydrates, your body breaks that thing down into basic chemical components, one of which is sugar. The sweet stuff then enters your bloodstream and gets carried to cells, where it's used for energy. You need that sustenance to fuel your muscles and your brain. This process is especially important if you're an athlete. Muscles use glucose right off the bat to power movements, says Carolyn Apovan, MD an internist and co-director of the Center for Weight Management and Wellness at Brigham and Women's Hospital. That's why carb loading before big races is a thing. Consuming sugar is the only way to increase blood sugar, and expending energy, which burns glucose, lowers it, although your system does this naturally all on its own. More explanation. When you initially consume that carb and sugar-containing food or drink, your blood glucose level rises pretty immediately, says Desha Narang, MD, an endocrinologist at Northwestern Medicine Lake Forest Hospital. Then your pancreas releases insulin, a hormone that transports the glucose into the cells. This transfer ultimately reduces the level of sugar in the blood bringing it back to normal again. Pretty cool, right? Where Diabetes enters the chat. Here's the deal. If you don't have diabetes, your body is on autopilot, processing glucose and keeping levels in check. When you have diabetes, a group of diseases that result in too much sugar in the blood you need to bring in resources to regulate. Type 1 is caused by a deficiency of insulin and is often diagnosed in children and young adults. The pancreas does not release insulin, so you need to take it in injectable form, Dr. Narang says. Type 2, however, is known as a disease of insulin resistance and is typically connected to lifestyle. The pancreas produces insulin, but your tissues don't accept it, she says. This leaves glucose in the blood instead of making its way into cells. Typically, people with diabetes have to track their blood sugar. That's done with a finger prick or with newer devices called CGMs. This lets you know if you need to eat something to increase low blood sugar or inject insulin to decrease it. As you can see, it's an ongoing dance for those who need to monitor, which is primarily people with type 1. When there's no insulin production from the pancreas, they have to know glucose data to decide how much insulin to inject. Unlike with type 2, in which the pancreas is able to produce it and they need less. It's why docs and patients have a lot of feelings about this issue. to monitor or not. You'll be hard-pressed to find a physician who deems it necessary to regularly tune in to your glucose happenings unless you have to for medical reasons. The experts we spoke with emphatically say that, if you don't have diabetes, a risk of developing it, or the gestational type, constantly tracking is pointless at best. The reality is that your body knows how to adjust when blood sugar goes up and down with each snack, meal, and workout. With a device, you're going to watch your body do what it's supposed to do, and then you don't need to do anything differently. Dr. Opovian points out, in fact, when researchers analyzed data from monitors used by 153 people without diabetes, they concluded that 96% of the readings were in the normal range, a finding published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism. And a separate piece in JAMA addressed the rising marketing of CGMs and concluded that there is no evidence that people with normal glucose responses benefit from this tracking. What's more, the knowledge you may glean won't be all that surprising. When you eat a bowl of fruit, your blood sugar will go up. When you eat a salad, it won't spike as much. You kind of already knew that would happen, right? Not only will measuring cost you a pretty penny, around $200 per month for CGM equipment and app access, but many medical pros also worry that casual monitoring may impact some consumers' mental health. Dr. Apovian says, I've had enough people buy them and contact me really alarmed because they ate pasta and their blood sugar rose. But of course it did. Everybody's blood sugar rises when they eat any carb. Dr. Narang says, This way of thinking has pushed people to unnecessarily cut back on carbs, which you need in order to survive, and embark on restrictive dieting that's not sustainable she adds. Finding your flat line Okay, time to level set. If you want to feel you're in the driver's seat where your glucose rises and falls, follow this advice, and you're likely crushing these already. Eat a balanced diet with plenty of fruits and veggies. Think about pairing lean protein with whole grains at each meal and snack which helps slow down the release of sugar in the bloodstream. Cut back on overly processed sweets. Exercise regularly, at least 30 minutes five times per week. And sleep at least seven hours a night. When you notice a swing in mood or energy after you haven't eaten for a while, that's likely low blood sugar nudging you to have a snack. There's no need to know your exact glucose reading though. Simply eating anything will give your body what it needs to self-regulate. The bottom line, you know yourself best, like whether you enjoy body and health data, can maintain a healthy relationship with wearables and stats, and have the means to invest in new tools and tech. But know that if you focus on a dietary plan, low in processed foods and refined carbs, your body is structured to manage these hormones on its own. Dr. Narang says, Trust, your body's got this on lock. That brings us to the end of today's article, Tracker Trend. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links found at the top of our web pages. If you like what you see or here, please click that button. This podcast is is for the sole use of our blind, low vision, and print impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Don Leary, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thank you for listening.